from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by CoachesEdge.coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Are your players hard to guard? Hard to guard makes a good t-shirt. I think about putting that on a t-shirt. Hard number two guard. And this podcast episode, we're actually talking about more ways than that, that you can be hard to guard on ball and off ball. And then the question then becomes, are you practicing this with your players throughout the course of the season to improve their skill development, their ability to be hard to guard? And do they have the understanding of, these concepts that we're going to break down that will allow them to be successful because it's not just about how good is your ball handling. It's not about how always about how strong and quick you are when it comes to a cut. It's about some of these small details and characteristics that uh, we're trying to apply to our players through our skill development and through our communication, make sure that we're building the basketball IQ of our players throughout the course of the season. We just finished uh, our first coaches clinic. We had one at uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport schools, we had just over 20 coaches attend. It was a really great clinic, good feedback. We had uh, some awesome speakers. We had uh, just good interaction with our coaches after we finished, the athletic director, and we're off to a good start. When I had the idea of Coach's Edge, it really came in three pieces. It was our membership site at coachesedge.coach. That was going to be the main thing, right? The thing that we put so much of our time and our effort and our energy. And that's, that's the, that's the baby. That's the blood, sweat, and tears. That's where the relationships are with coaches that we work with around the country, try to help uh, them and their programs throughout the course of the year. But it's also been in the form of this podcast. And we knew if we were going to have the website, a big part of that was going to be to have a podcast up and running. So we're entering, we've just finished year two of Coach's Edge. So we're entering season number three with coachesedge.coach. Our podcast has been up for about two and a half years. And in this two and a half years of the Coach's Edge podcast, we've just had our first Coach's Edge clinic, essentially. We have another one this coming Sunday at USA Schools from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's a mini clinic. And we have some awesome speakers. Craig Archer is going to be there from SC4. He's talking about the ball screen, uh, the Euro offense. We have Joe Jacobs, who is your D2 uh, girls coach of the year from Frankenmuth. He's talking about scouting and specials. We have Jay Green, who is just, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Fame coach out of Kingston. Uh, Girls basketball program there has had tons of success. And he's talking about some of his favorite uh, small group drills offensively and defensively. Misty Kramer is speaking on how we can improve communication and teamwork within uh, our team and our coaching staff. And then I'm going to be talking about some of those high intensity player development drills that we're covering multiple skills within that same drill, whether that's defense, offense, ball handling, shooting, finishing, footwork, things of that nature. So it's going to be awesome. You can go to kramerbasketball.com slash events to register. If you're not a member of coachesedge.coach, it's 25 bucks for the three hours. Can't beat it. If you're bringing one of your coaching uh, staff, it's $45 for the two of you. Three, it's $55 for three or more. But if you're a Coach's Edge.coach member, 
I mean, it's, it's as close to free as, as we can get, right? We still got to rent the gym, get you guys some, um, you know, folders, handouts, all those different things. So if you're a Coach's Edge member, it's $10. If uh, you're bringing one of your staff or more, it's $20 for all of you. You can bring five people in your coaching staff, it's still 20 bucks, right? We want to get you there and we can't wait to see a lot of our Coach's Edge coach members this coming Sunday. So if you have questions about that or you'd like to register, go to KramerBasketball.com slash events. Again, this event is in Michigan at Univille Seabling Area Schools. We have a couple coaches driving, shoot a couple hours to attend. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And, um, you know, quick teaser, we're going to have a coaches clinic next fall in the Myrtle Beach area as well, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Be hard to guard. How can we be hard to guard on ball and off ball? Let's start with off ball first. That's movement, could be cutting, could be coming off of a screen. And if you know me, you know I like to teach in twos or threes. And sometimes I get into fours and I'm, I kind of cringe a little bit, but I'm like, man, there's just too many good nuggets. I need to have a, a fourth or a fifth, whatever that might be, like our form shooting, four phases instead of three. But I try to keep things in threes, easier to remember. Easy to remember for our players as well. So when we're cutting, these three things I break down, change speed, change direction, initiate contact. So let's say I have a wide screen coming from the wing, down from the wing, I'm in the corner. If I can change speed, so I'm slow to fast coming off the cut. If I am changing direction, so I could step my defender in and then I cut out. And then if I'm initiating contact, if the opportunity is there, I bump on my step, I step into them, I hit them with my shoulder, my hip. Depending on their location, you can do what I call step swipe bump. That's another three, right? You step above their top foot, you swipe down or up on their hand, depending on how high or low. If their hand is in the passing lane low, I like go wrist to wrist, take my wrist down and chop their wrist down. If their hand is a little bit higher, then I'll swipe up and kind of sweep their hand out of the passing lane as I begin that cut. So we step above, we swipe up or down, and then we bump them with our hip. Those are all initiate contact pieces. Now, sometimes you just hit them in the chest and, and it's a bump and go, right? So when we're talking about initiating contact, those are two different ways to get open that I recommend is the step swipe bump technique or the bump and go technique. Regardless, we want to initiate contact if it's there. The defender's, you know, 10 feet away from you, you're not, you're just going to come off the screen, uh, but we can still work on changing speed and direction as we do that. One of the biggest things is, do people like guarding you? Do people like guarding your players? That's a problem if they do. If they like guarding you, we got a problem with our team, right? With our toughness, with our IQ, with our movement, we don't want teams to enjoy guarding us. So that's big. So off the ball, be hard to guard, change speed, change direction initiate contact off the bounce trying to keep these in three again but this three is going to multiply we're going to get up to six 
So off the bounce, again, changing speed. Again, changing direction. Three, changing height. This isn't quite as valuable when it comes to cutting as far as changing your height. But when it comes to changing your height with a live dribble, it can help you be very, very deceptive. Here's what I'm talking about three going to six. I can change direction with my body. I can also change direction with the ball. And these don't have to be together. These could be misdirection, right? So that's tough to guard. I can change speed with my body. I can change speed with the ball. And then we go back to the change height. I can change height with my body, right? I can drop low. I can lift up high, kind of that relaxed look. And the basketball can do the same, right? When you when you dribble, is it always the same? Pop, 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 pop. Easy to guard players that play with only one cadence or one rhythm compared to somebody who maybe changing their dribble speed and also their dribble height might be high, pop. And then it's a combo, pop, pop, right? You hear it, you can feel it. You can, you can hear it in the feet a lot of times as well. So if we're concentrating on changing speed, changing height and changing direction with our body, changing speed, changing height, changing direction with the ball, that's now six ways that we can be hard to guard. And because we're able to mix and match some of these. I mean, now we get in, that's why there's so many dribble moves, right? It's not that there's so many dribble moves. It's there's so many different combinations of very basic dribble moves. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still crossover. It's still between legs. It's still behind the back. It's still that pound or punch dribble in different locations. And then it's still manipulating the ball, whether that's a pocket dribble, whether that's an in and out type of dribble, right? That's really it as far as, you know, like a pound dribble. We have three different locations with our pound dribble, front hip, outside hip, back hip, but it's still a pound dribble, right? And so it's not that there's this crazy amount of dribble moves or options. It's the ability to combine them with changing speed, changing height, changing direction, both body and ball that gives us this endless amount of variations. So ask yourself as a coach throughout the course of the season, are you practicing these characteristics when you're working on your cutting off the ball and when you're working on handling the basketball? And this is not just important when it comes to breaking down the defense, but also handling pressure, bringing it up in the full court. Now you're probably asking Steve, why didn't you put initiate contact as being hard to guard when you're handling the ball? And you're right. That's that would be the fourth one for me. Absolutely. Like I said, I like to teach in threes. So if you know, if those were three easy ones, that's what I would put in there. But absolutely we are teaching kids to bump to initiate contact. That bump and go concept off of the ball, really uh effective when you're getting into a finish defenders on your hip you take what i call a body dribble you bump them with a strong body dribble and then boom you push out and escape quickly into a finish get away from the defense veer back in front of them whatever that might be so i can tell you from firsthand experience 
I didn't practice some of these enough in college. My so in high school, I was a point guard, handled the basketball a lot, did a lot of live dribble stuff, right? I'm bringing it up in transition, using ball screens. I go to college, big transition for me. I had to learn how to play off the basketball a lot more. And my junior year, we had an amazing team. I think we had the most wins in school history that year, actually. We had an All-American point guard. And he was obviously going to be handling the rock, right? And, and rightfully so, Greg. He had a you know great overseas career. And so it was up to me. And really that summer, I really concentrated on being effective when I caught around the three-point line because I knew he was going to be bringing it up most of the time. He was going to be handling the ball screens most of the time. Can I be really effective with my jabs, with my rips? And, you know, one, two, three dribbles, can I do what I need to do? And I just practiced that all summer, all summer, all summer. I got really good at that. Fast forward to my senior year. Greg graduates. We still had a really good uh, point guard, Derek. But I had – I was given more responsibility to bring the basketball up occasionally to run more ball screens occasionally. And this was something that I wanted the whole time, but because I took a good year plus of not practicing those skills as much, I wasn't effective as I could have been. I mean, maybe from the outside looking in and said, Steve, you did a really good job. You know, when they put you at the point, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but in my mind, I know I could have done way, way better. And it was my fault because I didn't practice some of those point guard skills on my own time on a consistent enough basis so that I could really dominate the way that that I wanted to. So if you have players that you know are going to be put in a, in certain positions, you need to make sure that they have the skill set to do uh, what what they need to do and what they're going to be asked to do. So it's not enough to do a ball handling drill. You got to teach the concepts and you have to get them to visualize the situation. And that's what I think really good players do because you're not always going to be in a small side of game. You're not always going to be uh, doing something on bodies. Really good players visualize. They can go in the gym by themselves before practice, after practice, and it's sometimes it's even better than if they were going against somebody because their ability to visualize the situation that's going to happen in a game, sometimes visualize a better defender in their mind than the kid that's actually trying to check them in practice can be super, super beneficial. I know it helped me just using my imagination can go a long way. We can help our players with that. When we break down, how do we get open? Change speed, change direction, initiate contact imagining that defensive player, best defender you've ever played against. We need to use that effectively so that we can get over. Change height, change speed, change direction off the bounce. Imagine the best defender you've ever played against and you're trying to get to a spot because they're picking you up full court. You're trying to set up a ball screen to run your offense. Using those skills to your benefit, we need to practice them on a consistent basis. This isn't rocket science. But if you don't practice it on a consistent basis, you're not going to have it when it matters most, right? So it's the basic things done with great detail at an extreme level of consistency. The basic things done with great detail at an extreme level of consistency. That's where the bread's butter right there. 
and it, it doesn't have to be um, a long chunk, I think, throughout you know each practice or each week. But if you keep doing it throughout the course of the practice on a daily or close to daily basis, concentrating on those small little teaching points, I know your players are going to get better. I know they're going to have a better chance getting open uh, against good defense that's playing the passing lanes. I know they're going to have a better chance of bringing the basketball up and breaking the defense down when the other team applies really strong ball pressure. And so um, we have some video breakdowns on this with Coach's Edge, different types of drills that we um, use. Talk about, you know, wide base, changing up the dribble type that are uh, fun and, uh, you know, get to the point with what we're trying to do with our players. So if you have questions, please let me know. Contact at KramerBasketball.com, at KramerBball on Twitter. If you're interested in our coaches clinic, you can check it out and learn a little more at KramerBasketball.com slash events to register. Thank you for listening. As always, get after it today. Oh, and be hard to guard.